News Radio 590 106.9 FM WKUCO. A good Saturday morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Forest and Garden Center. Located right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Comments and questions this morning, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Or you could text that comment or question to us, 80373. And joining us in the studio, of course, your host, Andy Waddell. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you? Good. Looks like a picture-perfect morning Oh, my. Out there. That sunrise this morning was beautiful. It very, was. Very colorful. Yeah, you're up early enough to I see. <laughs> it, uh, on my way here this morning, it, there was kind of that reddish-pinkish oh, yeah. hue, which, you know, they always say about, you know, red skies in the morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just an awesome sight this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, could, uh, uh, of course, we have uh, time for comments and questions, but mm-hmm. we always start off with those timely tips. You bet. You bet. You know, um, Tim, could I make a quick comment sure. about, um, you know, I actually enjoy Greg's show. Uh, I enjoy Roger's show, too, but yeah. a lot of times, um, you know, around the home, you're learning something each week, and right. sometimes us guys, we try to do it ourselves. So <laughs> I, um, a lot of times we're putting in patios in people's backyards, mm-hmm. and he was talking about egress windows a few minutes ago, and I'll make a quick comment. A lot of times we'll go to those egress windows, and they're covered up either with a hose reel with hose on them. The hose reel wheels fall through the grate, so oh. one guy had put two-by-twelves over them and then put the grate with the hose with all the pottery on it and really if somebody was really in the basement it'd be hard to push all that off right. in a quick so think about your egress today as you know you never know chances are the parents are not the ones sleeping in the basement right so, so just make sure those those areas yeah. are clear so yeah. when there is the emergency you can get out safely and uh i'll say number two i learned the hard way on that great foam <laughs> and i didn't do it with a with a window but i remember doing it with like shutters or, or or doors or somewhere you know it was, it was fine when it started and then you come oh, back yeah. an hour later you can't even budget <laughs> so it's swelled up so much so thank you greg so so uh i just wanted to say good morning and it's nice to have uh, roger and um greg and over the garden fence on a nice trio um get mm-hmm. a chance to learn outside inside and then in your garden so right. welcome to a great day and i just wanted to say to listeners customers, clients, and friends. Our family uh, just wanted to thank you one more time for the prayers and supports that you've given our family for George and Joyce in their passing. You really know where your friends are, and I just want to say thank you again from my older sister, Terry, myself, and my younger sister, Bonnie. And on this beautiful morning, what definitely George is looking for on uh, working out in the garden. But I'll talk later on some of the things we need to do out there and boy was it fortunate to get some rains to brought the lawn green again to make the hydrangeas and uh viburnum from wilting and made the little princess spirea flower again in our yard this week now the wind was a little strong and actually blew the pears off the tree i thought actually the deer had come and got them but then i looked at the pears they were all good on the ground so i picked them all up on the lawn and there were still plenty of them to munch very very tasty um hopefully in a couple years we'll have enough to can up so you go over to the garden and there has been all kinds of harvesting at our house for sure carrots beans peas and then definitely one of our favorite crops tomatoes tomatoes were picked at our house at my buddy Rob's house. Thank you, Rob, for uh, uh, giving us some. And then Danielle 
bought even a few more to, pot, to can up sauces, pasta sauces, and stewed tomatoes. I think she said she did over 20 quarts, and some of them were Ooh. the big, really big, Ooh. like, monster-sized ones. Um, I heard it's hard to get um, canning supplies right now because it's not a craze, but it's kind of people going, oh, I can harvest and actually i have food yeah. for myself i drove down 131 coming here this morning and it's uh the um billboard says um make healthy choices it says eat fruit and vegetables every day and shows a family eating eating a, a, a breakfast or a lunch with uh, fruits and vegetables there so think about something that you could harvest that you could say yay i call it my own the stewed tomatoes i was told um goes for dishes like Cincinnati chili, Tim. Mm. Uh, have you ever had that? No, that I have not. So Cincinnati chili, I think we may be having in the next few nights here, I've heard. <laughs> and um, it's chili that you um, put over spaghetti sauce and then cover in cheese. And um, voila, you have a great uh, look up the recipe. Sold. And I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, huh, honey, pasta, chili all in one, you right. know? So, so um uh, that Cincinnati chili, or even lots of spaghetti or lasagna, um, great, great mixes that can be um, used later on. So how is your garden? You know, we'll talk a little later on um, when things are actually ready to harvest. Because um, like I've done before, I've done all the work, I've got them all ready, and whoops, what do I do now that they're ready to harvest? And sometimes you almost let them go on accident. Um, so highlights in the, the uh, store this week, I just wanted to tell you about a few things that I have seen. And I'll tell you, the Waddell's Super Mums are here. And I know, Tim, they don't have a cape on them. Oh. And they are... Um, but they're super. They are super. Excellent. The first group of um, uh, fall colors just been awesome. First group of fall pumpkins just arrived yesterday morning from heirlooms, gourds, um, pie pumpkins and white pumpkins and fresh bales of straw on the uh, fall crop of straw that just came in that we were waiting for, just to name some fun. <clears throat> but speaking of fun, uh huh. I know, I know, I'm getting off the gardening track <laughs> and somebody goes, rabbit trail, but um, <laughs> I've seen some bacon socks in the boutique this week that uh, were pretty cool, you know? And as soon as I showed a lady, she's like, oh, I wanted one for my sister. Oh, my husband wants one too. And they're kind of cute. So, you know, all the way to um, brand new supply of Kalamazoo Candle Company with candles in stock with great selection. Great selection of houseplants, great selection of succulents, and even new fresh herbs for your fall cooking and canning or just uh, eating fresh. Out in the nursery, beautiful Crimson King, um, small and big, something you can take home or something um, we call it three guys in a pizza need to, need to plant. You know, they're, <laughs> they're good size, you know, right. or, or uh, Waddell's can come help you plant the big ones. Autumn Blaze, the same way. Autumn Blaze is really a craze right now because Autumn Blaze is a fast-growing tree that still gets great fall color. And it's a rubber maple, which will take a, um, hard ground, wet ground, and um, come back with a vengeance with great fall color. We also have London plane tree in small or big sizes. Small that you could put in the back of your pickup truck or large that says, I need some shade today. 
One lady that was tagging stock yesterday, Tim, said, um, I'm sorry, I don't have time to wait. <laughs> and she wasn't old. She was just saying, I need shade now. Um, and so sometimes uh, people from um, um, shade trees to shrubs to um, evergreens, we carry many different sizes. We got in really nice 7 and 10 gallon hydrangeas that are two and three feet around if you needed something big. Evergreens of all kinds have also been coming in the last few weeks. Cute Hinoki Cypress. Cool, unusual whipcord arborvita. Yes, I said whipcord. The height and width of the plant is still unknown. Uh, it has strings or whipcords coming off this plant in uh, evergreen form. And I have one at home. It's probably uh, 10 years old and it's probably not even doubled in size. It's probably under 24 inch by 24 inch. Star Power Junipers, do you have a problem with deer? There was deer on my way to work, uh, on the way to the radio station this morning. Saw a few uh, <laughs> during the week on my yeah, way here, during the yeah. week. And they were right by 131, so it's not like, oh, I was out in the country. They're right in the right. city. So Star Power Juniper is a um, super plant for a hedge with deer problems. Skip Arbovita then. Um Star Power is a good choice, and it's almost like a, uh, a cedar, um, very nice plant. Highlight Golden Arborvita, um, just bright, bright yellow that really stands out amongst some of your greens. Uh, it's just, just a little bit to taste or te uh, wet your taste buds. So, and um, did I mention Rosa Sharon? Rosa Sharon and Hydrangeas, all different kinds of new varieties, and we usually always highlight on Hydrangeas. But there's many new kinds of Rosa Sharon versions of the old plant. Some of you say, oh, that variety only blooms on the ends and it's kind of messy. Well, there's new varieties that are A, sterile, which means they don't reseed. They won't have, you won't have Rosa Sharon up in your eaves troughs. New dwarf varieties that mature only at five feet. And new columnar varieties like the Pillar Series that only mature at two feet wide. Nice and narrow, upright varieties. So um, pretty cool new varieties. We can go over some of the names in a while. Now this, um, this morning, though, as I <clears throat> kind of walk through what needs to be done, I really think a lot of people are ready to do some harvest. And a lot of those questions last week were, um, when? When to harvest? How do I know? So just looking through some of those items, one of the first questions was, was cantaloupe or muskmelon? Mm -hmm. How do I know? You know, and so cantaloupe really, they kind of snap off with a little effort. So if your patch is growing and you see a number of, of the melons growing, lift one of those up. If you can pull it a little, not with a, just almost a little nudge, it'll snap right off. And if you um, have to kind of pull and twist it, it's not ready. Okay. Watermelon. The most important thing to, uh, to the harvest is the little squiggly tendrils next to the stem. The tendril is the little growth or twisted foliage that is right next to the stem that will tell you when the tendril is green, I will say, be patient, grasshopper, come back next week, and the tendril, when it's completely dried out, is when that watermelon is ready. Use clippers to cut. Don't pull the melon like muskmelon. Cut close to the melon itself. Garlic. 
shallots and onions are all starting to wither, and those very soon could be um, looked at and lifted up. You could always lift one, not the whole crop, everybody, and realize maybe mine are farther along than the next batch or my neighbors and or vice versa. You can always dig one up, eat it, and realize that you need to wait a few more weeks. Some of those are withering due to a lot of the heat that we had a couple right. weeks ago also, Tim. Cabbage crop, very similar to broccoli and cauliflower. Those are needing the season for them to mature. But cabbage is just like broccoli and cauliflower. They produce a flower. And the flower does not need to be on the plant. It does not help the plant whatsoever. So try to pick the broccoli or cauliflower while that flower bud is tight. Cut the cabbage as soon as the fleshy leaves have formed a tight, firm head around the plant. Now, winter frost help enrich the flavor of the savoy, savoy types, so leave it in the ground until they're ready to eat. Now, um, you go to a restaurant right now <clears throat> and try to try to support your local, too. Absolutely. Um, the other night, we were at a spot where uh, uh, there was three or four restaurants in a row, and when I pulled in, I was the only car in the entire parking lot. So support your local, everybody. Um, you know, right now at a restaurant, They'll say uh, summer vegetables or, or summer medley mm-hmm. and uh, if you're getting your side dish. And um, we got really nice summer squash and zucchini the other night as a side dish. And did you know the harvest of a zucchini really is at their best when it's at four inches or better? Now, a lot of times zucchini is picked when it's like two feet long. Right. The, the <laughs> seeds are the size of your eyes and the, the flavor is long gone and it's gotten tough. So you're saying, wow, four inches are, you know, that's kind of a waste. But the freshness or the fresh taste is right there. Yeah. So um, I think Jim was talking about uh, fried green tomatoes. And definitely um, mom used to put zucchini and do that same thing. A little bit of flour, a little bit of, I'm sorry, a little bit of egg and milk in one bowl and a little bit of flour in the other bowl. And then fry them up, turn them over and put a little lari salt on them and uh, serve that in a a summer dish, which is very nice. I had um, my buddy Rob's uh, wife, Janie, made zucchini pizza the other night, which was delicious. It was was, um, grilled and then just like pepperonis put onto the pizza and it was, uh, I think it was cream cheese and regular cheese and (laughs) I was like, eh. And then I tried, I'm like, I'll take another piece. You know, it's pretty good. Never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, it sounds, sounds like um, I didn't say anchovies, everybody. <laughs> so, you know, potatoes, everybody is, some of that's their favorite. Somebody asked me the other night a couple different questions on potatoes. One is potatoes and one is sweet potatoes. Okay. And um, um, we can go on a break in a second, but I'll just explain that potatoes itself its foliage tells you when it's starting to mature. So know yourself when that potato foliage is starting to wither, the brown is starting to, go, to um, um, take over, and the green is reclusing back into or um, going back down into the ground. That's the energy going back into that potato. Maybe scoot some of that um, soil away. It will show you right away within a couple inches how that potato mound or hill is doing. Once they achieve, say, hen egg size, 
you know, in nice size, not mm-hmm. not small like a little uh, quarter, you might realize that wow, there's quite a bit underneath. Or maybe wait a couple more weeks. Potatoes are a root crop, so they're going to want moisture. Without too much moisture, lots of rain would uh, would be detrimental. So maybe when we come back, Tim, I've got um, uh, one of the bigger questions was sweet potatoes, which is not really like potato. On, right. on the harvest. We'll get to that. And of course, your comments and questions, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You can also text that comment or question to 80373. Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, your all-season garden center, has fresh shipments of colorful plants waiting to brighten your outdoor living area. It's time to plant pansies for color that lasts from now through next June. Get a six-pack of jumbo pansy plants and your choice of many gorgeous colors for just $6.99. Check out the fresh shipment of chrysanthemums. Mums are extra hardy and produce a neat round dome of flowers in sunny yellow, eye-catching purple, rosy red, and fall bronze colors that look great in gardens and in patio containers. Waddell's has an assortment of all sizes. For a fresh, bright spot of color, get extra-large celosia plants. They're just $7.99 while they last. A great choice for fall planting are sedum plants. Perennial sedums come in your choice of more than a dozen varieties that you can enjoy year after year in your landscape. And it's also the best time to put in ornamental grasses. Tall or short, blue, green, or burgundy, with seed heads or without, ornamental grasses add an industry look to your landscape. Enjoy your gardens to the fullest with beautiful quality plants and helpful information from the experts at Waddell's Nursery, Forest, and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. Comments and questions, 382-4280-1877-382-4280, or you can text that to us, 80373. If it's okay with you, Andy, I know we're going to continue on a topic, but we do have Kathy on the line. Nice. She has a few questions for you. So good morning, Kathy. You're on WKZO. Kathy, how are you? I am fine. Thank you, Mr. Mazzell. Hey. I, have, I do have three questions. Sure. The first one's on Japanese maples. I have one, three of them. Two of them are fine, but one of them, the roots are growing out of the ground. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I thought I heard you say something about putting mulch around over the roots. Yep. And so what you're trying to do is Japanese maples, and they're just trying to surface. You know, the surface is where that plant is trying to breathe, and so... If it is top dressed, you could actually get just even a little bit of soil, and I'm talking about a quarter inch of soil or light soil, just feathering that through, and then doing cedar mulch around the base of the plant. Try not to, Kathy, if you can, get the get the mulch on the stem line, but get around the plant itself and on the drip line of the plant. So how big's the tree? Oh, it's about 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay, so it would benefit immensely by putting a yard of cedar mulch around it and, um, you know, even planting some companion plants. You'll sometimes keep that Japanese maple roots a little cooler when you do that. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay, my next question mm-hmm. When is the best time to transplant coneflowers and black-eyed Susan? Oh, man, you are coming up to a optimal time because coneflower really, it's it's not peaked but pretty close to where some of that is the flowers starting to wither kathy and so some of that color is starting to fade at that point you really is your your spot is you're almost going to cut it cut it back so the new plant will start regenerating for next spring 
now is now is an optimal optimal time. If you feel that uh, um, now or the next two weeks, when that uh, flower starts withering, now black eye Susans, do you see that there's still quite a bit of uh, flower left on those, Kathy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So the, right. those could wait a couple more weeks. You you could do Black Eye Susans, believe it or not, probably about any type of the year like coneflower, but it's best to do them when it's cool. If you get them mulched into the fall, then they'll actually split and be ready for springtime to to take off a little bit more. Okay. All right. My last question is about hydrangeas. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a blue one that's only about four feet. I have a Nico blue. But they get so tall. Mm-hmm. And so do they have any? And I've been reading about them, that they have some that have new wood and old wood. Yep. But I can't find about a four-foot blue one. Well, I might put a couple names in front of you just so you can come down and take a look at them sometime. Oh. And so one is Blue Jangles. The blue Jangles, all right. One is Bloomstruck. Uh-huh. And one is L, capital L, capital A. Dreaming, L.A. Dreaming. Oh, L.A. Oh. Dreaming was actually found. It's not a California hydrangea. It's actually found in Michigan, and it is super hardy. Now, is it all blue, Kathy? No, you'll see blue, which I have on mine at home, and and lavender blue, and then lavender on that plant. But it's a beautiful plant. Um, Bloomstruck at our farm where we grow, I've never seen a plant produce so many flowers on a repeat and a new blooming plant. So that's a real strong one too. Acidic ground is going to make more blue than your uh, alkaline ground. So um, sometimes you'll come in and you'll see pink flowers on a blue hydrangea. That's because we have a lot of alkaline water where we grow. Oh, oh, uh, I yeah, but like garden sulfur or um, um, holly tone will start changing that and feeding it at the same time and you could make that blue very easy but those are three varieties that i'm very been very impressed with um nantucket blue is a very nice sky blue that you'd be very impressed with um it's a it's a very little lighter it's not a dark um not not navy it's definitely a sky blue that's a really nice one too all right well i'll look up those four four okay yeah i do have one more question that's fine okay I dug out my irises the other day because mm-hmm. they're not doing well in one section. I'm wondering if I'm not planting them in the right place or planting them correctly. Okay, so last week we did an iris uh, segment, and a lot of it is planting your iris in sand and bone meal, making okay. sure that iris, preferably German bearded, are in full sun or at least six hours of sun, but half in half out kathy so your root structure actually is out of the ground about half the way so when that is planted too deep they a lot of times don't set flower very good at all okay the first thing you said is you plant them in sand and what bone bone meal bone meal yep yep and they like good drainage um if you're trans if you have iris right now dig them up lift them up cut that um those fronds back to about four to six inches and reset them in the ground. Now, number two, you might find out that some of the iris might be punky or soft wood, which they get iris bore very easy, and you could you could soil drench them, and uh, you could take care of that very easy also. Do you, you know, some of them are about six inches long. 
The flower or the 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 foliage? Uh, the uh, the bulb or the rhizome? Or oh yeah, yep, yep. But see, they'll grow sideways, and their tentacles or their their roots will hang down. So if nothing else, think of planting it in almost a V or a W shape hole where you've dug the hole and in the middle of the hole there's a little crown and you plant the iris on the crown with all its roots hanging off to the side of that hole. So that way it's when it's buried, half that rhizome is actually exposed um, above the soil line and the rest of it is below ground. Now you don't crack them in half or anything. You do. You do. You wouldn't crack that single plant in half, but you want to split iris up and, and definitely one set of fronds uh, when you're transplanting is okay. They'll produce plenty more in, in a, one or two years. All right. Well, thank you so much. Hey, those are all important questions. And I'll tell you, we used to sell Nico Blue, but you are right on the hydrangea. It's such a big plant. And uh, are you getting it to flower? I, well, not this year. They yeah. Well. So try sometime. Uh, that's why I have a question for you. Try triple superphosphate sometime. It's 0460, and it will stimulate bud and flower development out of that Nico Blue. Number two, Nico Blue only blooms on old wood. Uh, I know. So I- if you mulch it, what if we have a harsh winter? And if you mulch it well, Kathy, and mound it up 24, 30 inches, no, you can't You can't save the whole plant, but all those buds below that bud uh, mulch line will all set flower for next year. Now, are those four uh, types of uh, hydrangeas that you mentioned, are they, do they bloom on old and new wood? Yes, they do. All, all of those do. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. The bloom struck in L.A. Dreaming probably the heaviest. Oh, all right. Well, all right, Kathy. So much. Thanks for all the questions. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Kathy. And we'll be right back with more of your comments and questions. 382-4280-1877. 382-4280. Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Weddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center carries 250 varieties of flowering shrubs, 500 varieties of perennial plants, 60 varieties of evergreens, and more than 100 varieties of shade and ornamental trees. And you can get a warranty on trees and shrubs for up to five full years when you plant your trees and shrubs with Mike. Mike is 100% organic mycorrhizal fungi that attaches to roots and forms a network within the plant's root structure that will bring additional water and nutrients to the roots. Plants will reap the benefits of this by rooting in better, growing better, even enhancing more flowering and fruiting. This week, both sizes of Mike are on sale at Waddell's, including the 1.4-quart size, save $4, now just $15.99. For bigger planting projects, the 3.6-quart of Mike is on sale for $29.99, you save $7. Be the one who has the plants that turn heads in your neighborhood with quality plants and Mike from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the court of Millman 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. 382-4280-1877, 382-4280, if you have a comment or question. And uh, it reminds me of some of the thoughts that Kathy was having. I guess now is a good time to you know continue planting even though you know winter's not that far off you know still a good time you got it you got it and so uh really i think um 
There's been a, a slogan, fall is for planting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, we have customers have better luck installing in the fall a lot of times than they do in the spring. What hits after spring? Summer. Right. Hot, dry, and a lot of times. I think that, we can attest to that yeah. this year. So a lot of times that plant seems to struggle and then, whew, Finally, got it through summer, and it's here. It's fall. Yay, the plant's going to do better. Well, um, just think of the same thing. Planting in the fall, what's the next season? Winter, moisture, dormancy. You know, Mm -hmm. if a plant goes through the winter, it's kind of like, I'm in bed for the wintertime, you know. (laughs) And then they come out in the spring and flush flush back out with new growth. So I know a lot of people say, oh, is it a good time? Fall, I guess, is a very good time to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I will say um, uh, we just got everybody – our bulb shipment in yesterday Ooh. yeah so i can't talk about them yet case okay. said but they're so gonna we'll just keep it a secret between us yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they're gonna be up and ready ready to go on monday for the holiday excellent so we're open nine to three so for your um gardening convenience on monday too and it's going to be a lot of fun because each year she tries to get some of the new varieties that are up and coming some of the new daffodils and tulips and then some you know for sure tried and true favorites that everybody likes awesome yeah so that's kind of fun to see uh the season coming on so you know we were talking earlier about potatoes and i'm just making sure that you know that earliest potatoes really can harvest after about 10 or 12 weeks uh, when they actually come into flower and you can judge by like i said pulling the soil back the main crop though should be actually at at about 18 or 20 weeks and a way to check is check them by rubbing the skin with your thumb if the skin doesn't rub off, you know they're ready to lift. So that's kind of a, a cool idea about uh, uh, potatoes. Now, sweet potatoes definitely are sold in slips or in plant form. Usually there's a rubber band of 25 or 50 or 10 of them that you buy. Sweet potatoes love the heat. So we know that in the late summer, you want to get as much growth as you can. So harvest when the nights start dipping down into the 40s and into the upper 30s. This will ensure that none of your crop is lost due to the frost. The longer you're able to keep the plants in the ground, the better, the larger and more numerous your harvest will be. So just making sure on sweet potatoes. Um, you know, there's sweet potato vine that is sold in a, in the annual and perennial department that's considered an annual okay okay. nice foliage no no noteworthy flower but it hangs and spills over very nicely those roots also are in the sweet potato family everybody those can be lifted before the heavy frost stored in um, peat moss and bulb crates or um, bushel baskets not to freeze put them in the cooler part of your house and bring them out in the springtime which is kind of nice winter squashes right now leave winter squashes on their plant until late autumn they can be protected with row covers sometimes when it gets really cold. When they're ready, they're ready when the stem has died off and has hardened. And if you can push your thumbnail into the skin, it should dent, but not puncture it. So um, acorn, Hubbard, butternut, those are all very, very good uh, favorite near and dear. You got to have the right person that knows how to make squash because somebody go oh that's so slimy and all the string hairs on it my mom sorry everybody mom can make a pretty mean squash because that's what dad loved awesome. and you you put them in a 11 by 17 cut them in half uh scoop out the the seeds yep. put them on an 11 by 17 pan upside down with about an inch of water in there 
just enough to where it just is covering it, and then put it in there, I think 45 minutes to an hour, let it cook. Ladies, tell me if I'm wrong. And then turn it back over. <clears throat> and then you fill it with brown sugar and butter yep. and then cook yep. it for another 20 minutes to half an hour. It's like, oh, man, I'll take that one. So <laughs> it's kind of fun to see that coming on. So um, one of the last ones is potatoes. I'm sorry, it's pumpkins, excuse me. And pumpkins really are at a spot where when ready to harvest, it's actually when you've reached the desired color. And the rind is hard. You know, there's actually green pumpkins. So some of those you got to make sure. You can test its readiness by jabbing your fingernail against the outer skin or rind. It should be strong enough to resist puncture. And you can almost tell a pumpkin is ripe when you can hear a hollow sound when you thump it or, you know, slap it on its belly kind of is what you're, you're looking at. And so, um, again, don't twist off pumpkins you want to cut those off and you're at a uh, you know you're picking your favorite pumpkin in the fall mm-hmm. which one do you avoid mm. <laughs> the one that has no stem on it because right. you can't lift the lid out when you've cut it out for you the jack lantern the stem on it. that's right so give a nice give a nice cut on it you know making sure that it's uh four or three or four inches four or five inches away so you got okay. something to hang on to that's just kind of goes an idea with doing some fall harvest okay uh, let's take uh, one more quick break and we'll be back and uh, kind of continue from there mm-hmm. over the garden fence on news radio 590 106.9 fm wkzo it's time you enjoy your landscape more than the deer rabbits and moles do Waddell's garden center has repellex the 100 percent natural weapon you need to chase away those uninvited four-legged guests keep burrowing critters like moles from tearing up your lawn and landscape by playing repellex mole and gopher repellent It comes in a dry formula that you can quickly apply with a spreader. Both sizes are on sale this week. The 7-pound size that covers 7,000 square feet is now just $16.99, and the 24-pound bag that covers up to 24,000 square feet is on sale for $42.99. Maybe it's the deer and rabbits that are giving you fits. Repellix Deer and Rabbit Repellent comes in two ready-to-use spray sizes. The quart size is just $12.99. Repellix also comes in an easy-to-use tablet form that you just insert into the soil near the plants animals are bothering most. Tablets work great near spring blooming bulbs to prevent critter damage before you get to enjoy the blooms. You'll also find a ready-to-spray 100% natural formula to spray to keep dogs and cats away from valuable landscape plants. Woodell's Nursery, Florist and Garden Centers on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. 590, 106.9 FM, WKZOs. We continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. And we got a call coming in from Dean, so let's uh, head right to the phones. Good morning, Dean. You're on WKZO. Hey, Dean, how are you? Oh, terrific. All right. I'm retired, and so I've been my one month of retirement. Oh, man, drum roll. Uh, Yay. Yay. <laughs> beds, and I have probably about 11 bleeding hearts that I that had yellowed or died out. Yep. And so I've dug them up, and I'm just curious how to replant them. You bet. Now, bleeding hearts is an early spring plant, so you are on the right steps because bleeding heart has withered all that foliage, right, Dean? Has gone from nice green to yellow to brown, and now it's pretty much spent. Okay, perfect. So now lifting up that plant, reset it in. We've talked about mics over the years, but... Bleeding hearts, there is probably pretty good roots to it, but it really would love to have, A, a little sphagnum peat moss to hold in some moisture. 
If you see bleeding hearts doing best, it's not in dry feet. It's where it's a little cooler. Uh, cool roots, warm top. Number two, composted cow manure like the Dairy Dew or the Wonder Blend, that's going to give a little food. But really what I would um, appreciate you using is try a little mics. The beneficial mycorrhiza will stimulate root growth. And what we did with a lot of our perennials and annuals, um, Dean, out in our grounds this year, when our team was putting them in, they would just roll the roots right into the mics itself. So it was coated to that. They'd put the peat moss and commoner down the hole and backfill and you would not believe the results that we've been having. So that'll then make all that mother plant start growing now and have a great flower for spring because of it. Awesome. Okay, so if you have a super hard winter, it would not hurt to mulch them a little bit later on. I might not do that right now, Dean, but maybe um, – Two weeks before Thanksgiving, three weeks before Thanksgiving, mulch them down in the ground a little bit. Two to four inches of cedar mulch would help them go through the winter a little bit better. So that's Alrighty. That would be my suggestions on doing bleeding hearts. Make sure they don't dry out, and um, that way the wintertime, if we got plenty of snow, great. But if they don't, make sure you uh, soak your plants one more time before they freeze up in the wintertime. Awesome. Thank you very much. Dean, you got a project going, so hope it turns out. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy retirement. You know you've uh, uh, you know you need an application anyway. You can always stop down at the store now that you're retired. You know. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. I've got about six gallons of daffodils to plant. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Well, tell us how it turns out. Oh, I'm going to be busy. <laughs> you bet. Have a good day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. All right. Thank you very much, Dean. And thank you, Andy, for stopping in this morning. Mm-hmm. We'll do this again next Saturday morning. Thank you, everybody. Have a good weekend. And thank you for tuning in over the garden fence each and every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, located right there at the corner of Millam and 12th.